welcome to Raising Your Game today. I'm David Levin. This is our Friday episode, so we're talking all things inner game. Tuesdays are sports and sports parenting. Fridays are for everyone. So, how are you today? <laughs> how are things with your inner game? Anything pulling at your attention, making things more difficult today, stressed, pressure, anxious, tired, anything like that? Or are things pretty good? For me, thanks for asking, <laughs> uh, pretty good. It's very wintry here right now, lots of snow, more snow last night. Had to shovel again today, it's cold, it's cloudy. That does weigh on me a bit, but not too bad. It's a low-grade gravity increase there. Everyone's good, things are moving along, feeling healthy, so pretty good. Thank you. So there are a few good things to talk about today. Uh, of course, my ups and downs for the week. Uh, another classic quote to talk about. We'll talk about the effects of TikTok and social media in general, general sorry, on kids' attention. That's a big thing in the news this week. Talk about one of the keys to doing something about that. A uh, little personal finance angle today, a service we use to help our kids learn about money that I really love and want to looking forward to telling you about. Of course, our charging station challenge of the week and our recommendations for books, shows, movies, etc. So we'll start with ups and downs, what things were lifting me up this past week and what things were pulling me down and making life a little bit harder. So in the ups column for me, this is just nice, but I had lunch yesterday with a friend I haven't seen in just too long. I don't have a lot of friends I get together with. This is one a, a guy local in the area. We figured it out. It had been almost a full year, almost exactly a year ago the last time we saw each other. Kind of crazy it would be that long. And you know, no particular reason, right? It's just the way things go. Busy stuff, timing never falls uh, falls into place. But anyway, it was nice to catch up, hear how things are going. His daughter is daughter, geez. His daughter is a junior in college now. We talked about that, uh, their application process, because we're dealing with that now with Peter, as I've mentioned. Uh, they're building a new house. Oh my goodness, what a lot of stress and bandwidth hog. That must be, talked about that. Kind of frustrated with their builder and the delays you always hear about. He also has a, a, a business. He, he runs a small business, lovely business actually. Always love talking about that. So it's just nice. Not a huge thing, but definitely an uplifting thing for my day. Here's another one. Funny because it actually was bigger emotionally, but it was smaller. <laughs> Basically, here it is. Ready? I found my water bottle. I got myself a new water bottle a month or two ago surprisingly hard decision to find one you actually like. <laughs> oh, God, this is funny. But anyway, like four or five days ago, it went missing. Looked everywhere, of course, cars, called around. I leave my bottle there. Had pretty much given up on it. Not to the point of trying to get another one, but just like, ah, oh, dang. And then yesterday, uh, I found it. I went for an indoor run on our treadmill, and that's where it was. It was tucked into the cubby on the treadmill. Really easy to not see. Man. But it was so beautiful to find it. And again, it's really funny because it was, you know, it's such a small thing. But that was probably my highlight of the day. I was telling everybody about it, the rest of the family, we were all celebrating it. That's ah, fun. I kind of get a kick out of how it can be the small things like that that really uh, make such a difference. So anyway, that's my up for my down. I started a new Facebook campaign this past week for the Sports Academy. And this is actually kind of funny. Um, but on the first day, it was like going great, like way better than you normally expect for something like this. And then I realized that I'd made a mistake with my 
audience targeting. <laughs> and it was the same mistake I had made uh, when managing Kim John Payne campaign like last year, but I'd forgotten about it. So uh, the first day numbers were just wrong. And once I set them right, they basically fell back off a cliff back to where I expected they might be. So it's not that big a thing on its own, of course, but what it brought up was that I do have this sort of baseline fear of things going wrong, of making a mistake, of doing something stupid, you know, humiliated, embarrassing, whatever. Um, so it felt like a much bigger deal than it was. So that was the real point for me, just seeing again that pattern in myself. The good news is it actually turned around into quite the positive for the week. Somehow the, uh, the Facebook algorithms figured some things out and within just a few days, it was actually exceeding kind of the best I'd ever hoped it would have been. I've never had a Facebook campaign get better as it went on. And it's still early, but it's going really great. And again, it was just a big contrast how I felt on that first day. So not a big thing, but I did have that feeling, definitely had that experience of um, pretty strong negative feelings disconnected from the reality of it. And uh, that was my down, my ups and downs. All right, that's it for those. Next up, our quote of the week. All right, our quote of the week. And by the way, uh, apologies for the video quad. We're having a little trouble with that, but I think we got it fixed now. All right, so the quote of the week this week, we have another really great one from uh, Norman Vincent Peale. That's the name you might recognize if you're uh, old like me. Peale lived in the 20th century, was one of the first big positive psychology authors and speakers. He was also a minister, somewhat controversial, as so many people were from those days. Um, his big book was The Power of Positive Thinking, which, again, is just a classic, right? You probably heard of that. Anyway, his quote is, The cyclone derives its powers from a calm center. So does a person. The cyclone derives its powers from a calm center. So does a person. So the writing is not great. <laughs> it's a little clunky, but I do love the idea. Our power comes from having a calm center. I absolutely believe that. I mean, it's super obvious when I think of creative projects, ideas come from those quiet moments, the moments when we're not wrapped up in our thoughts, but also listening, connecting, being present. Those all depend on being able to find a quiet, calm center. And I think this is true, but way too many people, uh, when we're you know measuring, sort of evaluating how we're doing, how our lives are going, we look to external things what we're checking off our list, or how we look in a swimsuit, or the things we're buying. But the real gauge is how we're feeling on the inside, right? And are we happy and satisfied and fulfilled? Are we proud of the person we're being? And are we connected to others? And again, all that depends on being able to step back from the incessant noise of our thoughts and be quiet and calm on the inside. So this is a great quote, I think, and well worth remembering even if the writing isn't great. <laughs> the cyclone derives its powers from a calm center, so does a person. So that's this week's quote. Think about that. We'll move on to our top story. All right, top story. So the big one for me this week was a report I saw in the Wall Street Journal. I couldn't read the whole thing 
because it was behind a paywall. But the idea was that social media, and I think they were singling out TikTok, is starting to have a measurable effect on kids' brains and their ability to focus on things for any length of time. The term they use for it is uh, directed attention, and they define that as the ability to inhibit distractions and sustain attention and to shift attention appropriately. If you've <laughs> gone through our material, you know how familiar those sound. Uh, in the academy material, I refer to this as cognitive control, which I think is the psychological term for it. We call it attention control. It's all the same thing, and it is super important. It's basically impossible to overstate how important this is. This is one of the fundamental success skills, the, the fundamental skills, along with emotional self-regulation and impulse control. If you can control your attention and block out the distractions and stay focused on whatever it is you're working on, you can do pretty much anything you set your mind to. But if you can't do those things, you simply will not be successful basically in any area of your life. Or at least it won't, you know, you won't be nearly as successful as you might be, and whatever success you do have is gonna be really hard, right? There's just no doubt about that. So with that background, we get this news that kids, because of the nature of social media now and the fast pace, short attention span kind of stuff, the average TikTok video, I think they said is like 15 seconds long, that it's rewiring their brains to not be able to focus on things. They can't watch a whole movie. They can't read a book at all. It just all feels too slow and uninteresting, unexciting to them. And I'm actually starting to notice this same thing in myself. I tend to watch shows on my laptop now a lot of the time, and I have my phone right there next to me, and I am frequently checking it during the show, even though I almost never have anything come in with that kind of urgency, especially in the evening. It makes no sense to be checking it but I do it anyway. Uh, I'll look up an actor if I'm wondering about them. If there's any sort of lull in the action, I'll check how much time is left. It's pretty crazy, really. And I'm an old guy, right? I mean, my brain's basically calcified at this point, and it's still having that kind of effect on me. But kids' brains are still being formed. The wiring is still being established. So this short attention need, which is it's just it's an addiction to the stimulation and the endorphin, you know, bump when you find something of novel, I guess, yeah, novel's the right word for it. It's literally a chemical-based addiction like any other. It's getting wired into their brains. It is simply not possible to overstate how big a problem this could and almost certainly is, could be and almost certainly is. And it's only there because of this business model of the attention economy. The smartest people in the world are using everything they know about psychology and neuroscience to take advantage of our inherent weakness with this kind of thing and manipulate us into spending time on their app. It really is as simple as that. They know what they're doing. It's entirely by design and it is robbing our children of the skill they most need to be happy and successful in their lives. I don't think that's any kind of exaggeration or hype. So this is something we really need to wake up to and take seriously. This is big tobacco all over again, but in some ways, even worse. I mean, smoking can kill you at some point, which is worse. 
but it doesn't keep you from being successful in the meantime. It doesn't keep you from doing good work and to being happy, right? This is about as bad as it could be. So what can we do? I mean, one thing, and this might sound a little self-serving, but it's not meant to be at all. We can train ourselves to not get pulled into it, to resist that pull. First, we can delete those apps and not be exposed to it, not let our kids use them in the first place. But we can also train ourselves to resist the pull. That's what Raise Your Inner Game material is all about. And by the way, if I may say, it works. I was just talking with a current student. She's 12, going on 13. Uh, I asked her what her favorite part of the training was so far, and she said, no quiet, which is basically how you shut down distractions and stay focused and get back to that calm, quiet center we talked about. She totally gets it. She's using it. She loves it. It feels great. So you really can learn to do it. But we also shouldn't have to fight and protect ourselves against products that are doing this to us. They should not be allowed to produce things that are so harmful, and especially not to aim at the kids. It's just like tobacco. So I think we really do need regulation. I'm not sure exactly how, but I think basically companies should not be allowed or should be at least severely limited in offering attention-based products. If your product is addictive and harmful, it should be restricted, right? I, I don't know. I don't know why that is a controversial thought, honestly. So anyway, that's my top story this week. I mean, it really, it really got me that social media is starting to rewire our kids' brains so they're no longer able to focus for any length of time in a way that they need to do to be successful and happy. So the Tolstoy rating on this, right? Is this good or bad for humanity? It doesn't get much worse, especially when you remember that it's on purpose. Now, were they setting out to, to kill kids' attention? No. Were tobacco companies setting out to kill people and cause lung cancer? No. They were just setting out to make money, but they were doing it. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all for that. But they were doing it with an addictive product, and they knew it. That's the evil and the harm, and it really is about as bad as it can be. So this gets a one on the Tolstoy rating for me, no doubt. It's purely harmful and purely for their own gain. As bad as it gets. And that doesn't even you know, get into the fact that with TikTok anyway, it's a Chinese-owned company. What are they doing with all of that information? How do they feel it benefits them to start to uh, limit our ability to think deeply and clearly? Yeah, that's not good. So anyway, not to be a bummer, that is our top stories. Next up, Inner Game Gold. All right, Inner Game Gold. These are the ideas and concepts I come back to over and over to help me stay on track. So last week, we talked about the second piece of they don't really go together, but I was presenting them as they do. The idea you have thoughts, but you're not your thoughts, so that you really understand that sort of inherent duality. There's us and there's that other voice. And then the next piece was uh, be master of mind rather than mastered by mind. So when you see that duality, now you realize that the work is to do exactly that. Be in control, be in charge, be intentional rather than be pulled around kind of blindly by it. And so normally, I would not repeat one of these so soon. I might repeat them now and then because I repeat them in my own life. 
But this is actually perfect for the exact problem we just talked about. The antidote to short attention addiction is being master of mind. When we notice this impulse to shift our attention, we can stop it. I actually practiced this just last night. I was thinking about this, and uh, I was watching a show. It was the season finale of The Boys, season three I talked about. And uh, I noticed a bunch of times where I wanted to check my email or check the time or like I mentioned a minute ago, you know, just how much time is left, whatever. And I stopped myself. You can absolutely do this. It just takes the self-awareness to notice the impulse in the first place and then the ability to say, no, not doing that, not going there. It's exactly what we teach in the uh, Raise Your Inner Game material. And it's uh, surprisingly easy to do once you have a good framework for it and a little bit of exercises to make it all super clear for you. So anyway, that's the gold for this week. So once again, I want you to, well, actually I'll get to the challenge for that, but, but it's just this idea of how important and helpful this Zen saying is, be master of mind rather than mastered by mind. When those impulses come up to turn your attention away and your mind is saying, hmm, I wonder how much time is left or Hmm, I wonder if any important emails have come in. Just notice those and resist them. Now, technically, um, thinking of this saying, you know, master of mind rather than by mind, it's probably actually maybe your body. You could make that case because the original impulse is a chemical trigger of some kind in your brain. But what we notice is the thought. And if we go along with it, we are being mastered by mind. But the better path in every way is to resist it and be master of mind instead. Okay, that's Inner Game Gold. I hope that all makes sense. Next up, raise your outer game. All right, raise your outer game. This is where we talk about the things we care about in our outer life, our health, our health I mean, our relationships, our finances. And this week, we're talking about personal finance. Specifically, there's a service we've been using for years now. It's called Greenlight. I'll put a link to it in the notes. But it's basically an ATM card for your kids. But it's much more than that, too. I mean, they do get a card they could use, and it's great for them to be able to do that, have access to that. But you can get those through your normal bank. This service does much more than that. It's really a place to manage everything about their money and even to encourage them to learn about it understand what's going on and make smart choices, which is just, you know, so valuable uh, at this age. So, for example, they can set up a savings area, an investment area. They can automatically move some of the money into savings. It's just really thoughtful and well done. Uh, we have it set up to automatically put their allowance in their account every week. That's very handy. If they get some cash, like they, you know, babysat or something, they can give that to us to put into their account. Uh, if they want some cash, they need to go out and do something, we can give them some and then take it out of their account. <laughs> if they need to buy something at the store for us, for example, we can reimburse them for it. Excuse me. It's just super convenient. And also, every transaction, everything they're doing, we can see what's going on. They need permission to move things around, for example. So there's a ton of peace of mind with it, too. I just love it. Margaret and I both do. It's been great and just well worth it. I don't remember exactly what the cost is. I think it might be 100 bucks a year. Depends on you know whether you've got one child or multiple or anything. But we have never felt like it was anything but worth it. So that is it. Greenlight, greenlight.com, I believe. Again, I'll put a link in the notes. 
ATM card for your kids, and much, much more. It sounds like this is highly recommended, <laughs> and it is, but I also think it's really helpful. I mean, it makes sense to talk about it in this outer game stuff because, you know, just a chance to educate our kids on money. I didn't get any of that when I was a kid, right? I mean, I just, I love the, 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 the practicality of it. I love the safety of it with us being able to monitor it, and I love the educational piece where they can learn, start to learn early on about money, and yeah, it's just great. All right, so check it out. I think you'll love it. Next up, our Charging Station Challenge of the Week. All right, so I almost jumped the gun with this uh, earlier. Actually, I think it's a different one. Anyway, <laughs> last week we had you think about that Zen saying, be master of mind rather than master by mind. And we just talked again about why that's such a helpful and important thing to do. But we also talked about the importance of attention and how it's under attack, really in many ways, in our modern lives. So this week, I want you to work on that. And there are two ways to go at it. One is to remove distractions. The other is to build up your ability to resist distractions. So this week, let's play with the first part, with removing them. What I want you to do, it's gonna be a hard one, <laughs> is to pick one time during the day Ideally, probably first thing when you get up or last thing before you go to bed, before you go to bed, sorry. But anytime's fine. So pick one time, and let's just say it's for an hour, okay? And during that time, don't look at your phone for that whole time. Don't check it. Don't reply to it if it rings or pings you. Maybe turn the ping off so you remove that temptation. Just completely remove that whole engagement and stimulation and interaction for one hour. It's crazy to think it even would be hard, right? So what? But it really will be. I imagine it will be. But it's also so great in so many ways. So anyway, that's the challenge. Try that out. See what it's like. I think it'll be very interesting. And you may be surprised also how great it feels. And if so, you can expand from there. Uh, as always, it helps to write down your experience in a journal of some kind. Ideally, also share it in the community. It's super helpful to observe these mechanisms at work in ourselves and also to realize that we're not alone. <laughs> as strange and silly as these things we observe are in there, everyone is dealing with the same things. And you see that when you hear from each other in the community. If you're not in the community yet, just click the link in the notes. It's free. Just register. You can go straight into the challenge. And that's it for our Charging Station Challenge this week. Next up, highly recommended. All right, highly recommended. This, of course, is the things I'm crazy about right now. Books, shows, gadgets, whatever it is. So I got a show. Uh, I haven't actually started it yet, but I love the first two seasons. So I'm looking forward to it and expecting it to be great. And that is Jack Ryan, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Jim, oh, what's his last name, Kaczynski maybe? Maybe a little unlikely for an action hero, you know, given The Office, but if you've seen these shows, it's really, they're really good. Uh, I do tend to like thrillers. Um, I don't always like Tom Clancy. It's a little bit over the top for me in sort of the rah-rah kind of way um, and the writing. But anyway, the show's been really, really good. I was surprised how good it was. I loved it. Uh, the first two seasons, really well done, excellent. He's great. 
and I'm looking forward to the third one. So I recommend that. Hopefully the third one's up to par with the others. Um, also, a couple of podcasts I wanted to mention this week. Uh, one's called Sisters-in-Law, Sisters-in-Law, which is a, a lovely, punny name because they're all lawyers and they talk about current events, um, all women, uh, four women, I believe, on there. Uh, you know, really, you know, just incredibly talented, capable, professional, successful. You know, I think several of them were uh, U.S. attorneys, you know, that kind of level, right? Serious, serious people. But uh, they have a great perspective on it. Uh, it's nice dynamic having three or four of them on there. And I always love current events kind of discussions. And I think I mentioned before from my other podcast recommendation of uh, from Preet Bharara, what is that, Cafe Insider. I just really like hearing current events talked about from a legal perspective. Kind of cools them down a bit. There's a, there's a rationality to it and a reason, a reasoned element to it and a, a less political element to it. I just find it very comforting and interesting. So that's a good one. Sisters-in-law, similar sort of theme, public events, smart people, you know, kind of apolitical, <laughs> a little less so, called Talking Feds. Also a, a great name, Talking Feds. I'll have links to both of these in the notes. Um, Harry Littman, I think, is the host. Every week he has different people on. Um, and that makes it interesting, too. And again, it's just it's just super experienced people talking at length about current events. I just find that so interesting and helpful. I really look forward to both these shows now. So Sisters-in-Law and Talking Feds, and for some entertainment, Jim Kaczynski in the new Jack Ryan show. That's it for Highly Recommended. I'm stumbling on that. Highly Recommended. And, of course, that's it for today's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, please do tell your friends. Seriously, do that. <laughs> and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Every review helps more people find the show and get a helpful mental game boost. If you'd like to support the show so we can keep things ad-free, please click the Buy Me a Coffee link below, and thank you for that, truly. Uh, for more mental game goodness, we've mentioned it already, but please join our community, the Raising Your Inner Game Charging Station. It's a great place for like-minded people to connect and support and celebrate each other in doing this hard work and being our best selves. So click the link here or go to raiseyourinnergame.com community. It's totally free. Uh, you'll love it. Also, if you're listening to this on audio but you like video, we post all our episodes on YouTube. Now you can, there's a link there to that in the show notes. And a big one, if you have teenagers in sports, check out our Mental Game Starter Kit. It's a great set of resources to get you started on the path of helping your child boost their mental game. It's just so helpful, easy, bunch of good stuff to use there. So again, raiseyourinnergame.com, scroll to the bottom. You can learn about that and register. All free, of course. Really, really helpful. I think you really enjoy it. So then finally, we'll close with Steve Prefontaine the legendary long-distance runner and his quote from the end of the Raise Your Inner Game book. To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice your gift. Sacrifice your gift. That's what we're doing, folks. We're working to be our best. It's hard work in today's world, but it's also super important and the gift that keeps on giving. And the world needs as much of it as it can get. So keep up the good work, and we'll see you next time.